I have a non-identical twin sister who is beautiful. My parents have favored her my entire life because I am ugly and awkward. But now, as an adult, they've reached out to me and want to reconnect and invite me over to dinner. But something is suspicious. Here's what happened. Make sure to subscribe to Am I the Jerk and hit the bell to turn on notifications. My parents who are in their 40s treated me, a 21-year-old female, very badly when I was growing up, so I cut them off. But now, they want a new beginning. I have a non-identical twin sister. The two of us could not be any more different. She is lucky enough to be very beautiful and tall and very good looking. She has always ticked every box on her looks. I, on the other hand, was not so lucky. I wasn't on the beautiful side and I was shorter. Right now, I'm five foot one and she's five foot eight. She was also a lot better at making friends and being sociable while I was always her awkward sister. Now I know I'm on the autism spectrum, but was only diagnosed two years ago. My parents never bothered with that. Now, none of this makes my parents horrible. What makes them horrible is the way they treated me and my sister. They always treated her like she was an angel and treated me like I'm a loser. This goes back as early as when we were three or four years old. For every 20 pictures they have of her childhood, they have maybe two or three of me. Literally, they have over 10 times as many pictures of her, and most of mine are of both of us. She would always get a lot of attention from everyone, and I got none. My parents spend much more money on her too. Say, if they wanted to spend $100 on clothes, $80 goes to her, and $20 goes to me. Their reasoning has always been that she is more beautiful, and it's worth spending more on her as she's getting a lot more attention while nobody looks at me anyway, so why bother with better clothes? They have literally told me that many times. I was in a sports team and they never once came to see me play while they went to go see my sister cheerlead every week. Extend this to everything and you know the story of my life. I hated every second of my childhood. I hated my sister. Yes, I know that none of this was actually her fault. I worked on myself as a therapist so I no longer feel any hate slash blame towards her. But since I was 15 years old, I was counting the days until I turned 18 and I could leave and never come back and that is exactly what I did. That's the age which you can leave home without parental consent where I live. I left home the day after my 18th birthday. The night before my parents threw a birthday party for us, well, for her, their gift for her was a $1,000 gift card from a luxury designer brand. And for me, they got me a $100 gift card for a bookstore. And their argument was that this $100 gives me the same level of ability to buy things that I like, books, as that $1,000 would be for her to buy things that she likes, expensive clothes. Okay, that's their logic. They knew I was thinking of leaving, but had no idea I wanted out ASAP. I left that day. They asked me to stay and allow them to help out, but I was like, I've had enough of you. Leave me alone. I have never made contact with any of them after that. As soon as I was able to, I moved to another city to get even further away as I hated the city too. They called and texted me for a while, but I never answered or replied and I changed my number eventually. I also removed them from all of my social media. I set it so that if they sent me any emails, it would automatically get deleted and reply with a message that said, automatically deleted, do not waste your time. And that was sent back to them. That's the current state of things on my side. But 
Fast forward to the present time. Two days ago, my dad sent me a message on Facebook. My initial instinct was to delete it, but I opened it and I started reading. This was the first message in months from them. He explained that he understands that they were not good parents and they did a lot of wrong, but maybe we could start over. He asked if I could come over for dinner at some point so all of us can get to know the new versions of each other better. I haven't responded. I don't know if I should give them another chance or just delete this message and don't look back. What should I do? For most people, I think the curiosity of knowing why the parents are trying to reach out after all this time would be enough to at least inquire to figure it out because it doesn't seem very likely that they just suddenly had an epiphany that they were not very good parents and then admit to that and not have some sort of ulterior motive. But tell me your best theories down below on what you think they would be contacting them for. Some of the responses I've already seen is that they think the sister might need a kidney or bone marrow or anything that would require require an identical twin to give up an organ or something. In response to that, the OP actually said, to be honest, that came to my mind at first when I was reading the message. Down the list of responses, there was actually an interesting response from someone that said, it is not possible to start over or have a new beginning. You bore the brunt of obvious disfavor for your entire childhood and you are an adult now. You cannot go back and have another childhood. You only get one childhood and it was full of jealousy and pain because of the way your parents treated treated you. You could have grown up with a sister that you loved, a companion for life, but because of the way that your parents treated the both of you, you're estranged from her as well. What they can do is apologize to you properly. I think it would probably feel good for you to hear that, but I think it's too risky going over for dinner, not knowing if they're going to apologize or how completely. This message came from your dad. Maybe he is recognizing they did some things wrong, but has your mom recognized that? You don't know. You could show up and they could spend two thirds of the time bragging about your sister and And you could find out yet another example of her being favored over you. So I would say no. Say that you are willing to hear an apology, but that you aren't willing to just come over for dinner and pretend that you don't have problems. That was very well said. And I think addresses a lot of the issues that could arise from going over in the first place without knowing the context of what's going to happen there. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of those studies where they have listed out the differences in the ways that attractive people are treated versus unattractive people over the course of their entire lives. And it basically shapes the way your mind even thinks because that is your perception of reality. If you're attractive your whole entire life, you have lived a totally different existence than someone who is not and has been discarded and tossed aside, put as a secondary thing, like how the OP seems to be explaining was their experience. That whole concept seems to be what's at play here and it might not even be a conscious thing for the parents. They might just be subconsciously favoring the more beautiful adult child. So if this was your friend, would you tell them to go over for dinner or not. Let me know down below in jerk or not a jerk and why. My wife got a secret new husband. My daughter got a secret new dad and I got revenge. For four years, my wife was having an affair with a man and my daughter knew. My wife brought my daughter with them on trips, outings, and they even spent time during my birthday with this other man. My wife would go out for hours and hours at a time. No calls, no text, nothing. She would go on girls trips where I wouldn't hear from her for days at a time. We lived in my mother's house and after she passed away, my mother-in-law asked me if I could move out from my own mother's house because I was overly depressed.
depressed and I should get over it. The same house that she herself was living in. The whole affair was revealed via my daughter's phone and the communication she was having with this guy. So I hunted him down, made him confess, and now I had all the evidence I needed to move forward with my revenge. That is the short version, the recap. If you want to hear the full non-summarized version, listen to the video directly before this one. Now for the final chapter, the divorce hearing. I lay all my cards on the table. Every screenshot, every video of her boyfriend confessing, every lie, receipt, and even photos of them holding hands and kissing. The look on her face soured. She told me I had hurt her, but this claim was easily dismissed as if there was no proof that I had done anything like that to her. She had nothing to back up and prove her claims, and even her lawyer was taken aback by the amount of proof that we had. She conceded at the end and told me she's incredibly sorry for what she did, and she will do anything to make up for it even if it needed the rest of her life to do so. The judge said that I'll have to pay her spousal support for four years. There was no custody battle though as our daughter was already 17 at the time. She wished to stay with her mother. I had no problem with that. I'll get to this later. Despite all of this, my wife will receive half of my house and her car, but nothing beyond that. I offered to buy her share of the house. I have a lefty sum of money left by my mother, remember? Another reason was the house market will go up in the future and I'll make profit from there. Now, I requested one thing from the judge. I wanted to have my name removed from the birth certificate. This, of course, was not possible. If I can't, then I'll disown our own daughter. The look on my wife's face was just the best thing. Her face turned white. She responded, How could you? I reminded her that she put me to this. My daughter yelled, Dad, you can't do this right in a courtroom. I ignored her. The judge was a good man and understood my sentiments. However, he advised me to forgive. There is no way I can disown her, but legally I can cut her off from my will. And that was it. It took me eight months to get the divorce finalized and I couldn't be happier. When I got out, I hugged my lawyer. He saved me. Afterwards, my ex-wife and my ex-daughter came up to me. My wife told me that she doesn't have the right to ask for forgiveness, but if I could find it in my heart to forgive her. But I replied, I don't have a heart. She ripped it out. My daughter said that she's sorry for what she did. She will be the best daughter. And then she asked for another chance. This girl actually had the audacity to call me dad. I reminded her I was not her father. I'm an ape, if she remembers, and that her dad is the one she wanted. She should be happy that her mother is single now. She chased me, but I left. On our way back, I asked my lawyer if I could let the company my ex works for know what my ex-wife was up to for all these years. He advised me to get an RO first. With the help of my police friend and judge, I was able to get one. I had to spend money to do this, and it went nuclear. I made five copies of evidence, one for the company, one to be sent to my ex-wife's boyfriend, one to be sent to my ex-wife's boyfriend's sickly mom. I don't care. He didn't respect my home and my mom. I can't respect his. One was with my lawyer and then I burnt one. The last copy I left in my locker. The fallout was quite the show. They were fired. 
My ex-sister-in-law had the guts to call me out. She told me she had always known me as a brave, upstanding, loyal, strong character and humble man, but never thought I'd ruin her sister's career like this. She yelled at me for getting her sister fired. I chuckled and reminded her that it was her who supported the affair. I might be a coward for doing this, but what she did made her sister a homewrecker. I asked her why she was so mad. Is there a possibility that she was entangled with her sister's boyfriend? friend too. She was sickened and blocked me. My mother-in-law reached out. I forgot about this woman. She apologized for what happened. She couldn't raise her daughter as well. I called her out, told her she was a horrible and greedy woman and I wouldn't care if she died and that she should be thankful for having a person like me as her son-in-law in this life before blocking her. As for the boyfriend, his mother had a heart attack and passed away. It turns out his mother always hated infidelity because the boyfriend had daddy issues. Their dad left him before he was born. I felt sad, but therapy made me realize I shouldn't. It's human nature. I didn't know of this before. He nuked my marriage and my family. I returned the favor. As for my daughter, she kept reaching out, apologizing for every word. I blocked her, but she won't stop reaching out to me. I had to change my number. I sold my house eight months ago after the divorce was finalized. I got a hefty sum of money now and moved to a different city. I started fresh, attended therapy, hit the gym, got a better paying job, got into boxing, bought a new house, invested in cryptocurrency and stocks. I made a fortune. I got into the dating market when I turned 42 years old. I met a new woman and remarried again at 44. Now I have a better wife who is amazing in every way, knows the value of a relationship because she herself faced the same situation as me. She had no kids, but now I have a four-year-old son with her and I couldn't be any happier. I updated my will that now excluded my daughter so she won't be getting anything from me. I don't know how, but she was able to reach out to me two weeks ago. She sent eight long paragraphs detailing how sorry she was, that she's been in a crippling sadness. She's been going to therapy and working hard. I got a call from my lawyer, which surprised me even more. My daughter turned up to my lawyer's office with $20,000. I don't know where she got this from. And she made a request that she will work hard and return every last penny that I spent on her and will keep on apologizing for the rest of her life. But she wants me back in her life. She says it can't stay like this anymore. It's eating her alive. I don't know much about what happened, but as I heard, her mother, my ex-wife, turned depressive and had to be admitted into a mental hospital. My sister moved in with a lush who hurts her and is pregnant with her second kid. My ex-mother-in-law passed away. She had an accident accident, lost a lot of blood, and if she survived, she would have ended up like her late husband. So now my ex-daughter is living alone and working at a part-time job because she couldn't finish her education. She borrowed some money from friends. I also heard nearly all of her friends cut her off after I had a talk with her friend's dad, and everyone called her toxic and moved on. I'm not gonna lie, hearing all of this shattered my heart. My wife is pushing me to build a bridge with my ex-daughter, saying that she realizes her mistakes and she needs me now more than ever and if I don't help her now she won't get up and will keep on falling endlessly. I don't know how to feel. When you're a father, a lot of responsibilities lie on your shoulder that you can't simply outrun. I gave my daughter the world 
and she betrayed me. I was hurt and angry, but more than anything, my pride was shattered. My love was shattered. My decision to cut off my daughter was the toughest one, but I still made that decision. But I don't know if I should cut contact with my ex-daughter now. My lawyer said I should because it's the right thing to do. I need to let it go for myself. It's funny how life can change in an instant. So taking everything into account, everything that they did and everything that I did in response, am I the jerk? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I really don't know how somebody could ever recover from this. Even if he does manage to keep his daughter out of his life or his ex-daughter as he calls her now, the memories of this will always haunt him and will always play a role in his future decision making even with his new wife and his new kid. It's kind of like he just made a new save file on a game. He just reset the previous save file and went on to the next one and tried to have a better starting point. And I don't mean that he didn't make the right decision here necessarily. It's just that how do you really ever forget about everything that happened, especially since it was over the span of multiple years and coordinated by many people in your own family? Family. The OP responded to the top response, which said, Here's the thing. Even disregarding the affair, you married a very greedy woman and supported her greedy family. Greedy women do not raise honorable children. You had all evidence of her nature by her actions, but you stuck through with life supporting greedy people. You did the right thing for yourself at court, and you should continue to do the right thing for you. It was never you who caused all this. It was their own actions. I can understand that getting back in touch will be a reminder of how you were betrayed by people who you stood by and supported so you can see sit down and talk to your wife that you no longer wish to relieve the pain and maybe she can take over communication if she chooses to but tell her how much or how little you would like to hear. I won't lie if it was me none of them would ever be able to reach out to me and I would not change my will or be back engaging with them on any level. While they had you to leech off of they enjoyed betraying you making a fool out of you. Each of them was capable of thinking about the future they would have should you find out about the affair, but they didn't. They started apologizing only when they had to bear the consequences of their actions. And had the guy, the boyfriend, been rich, willing to take your wife and her family in, none of them would have ever reached out to you. They would still be laughing at you and the fact that they were able to get so much out of you. That being said, it seems that you were more engaged in making money than helping raise your daughter. Your daughter disrespected you because that is what she saw everyone in the house doing, possibly when you were not around. Your daughter learned this behavior from people around her, especially your wife and her mother. You relied on your wife more to help with raising the child. You failed to give the importance and notice to your wife's failings. Your daughter is not just a result of your wife being a terrible mother and influence. She is also the result of you not having much of an emotional presence in her life. Your daughter started showing disrespect towards you from the age of eight. Around the same time, your wife started having issues with you not spending on her father's care and wanting more of a share of your mom's inheritance. Is this a coincidence? Had you got a chance to sit down with her alone and understand what her issue was, you would have realized that your wife was talking trash about you, labeling you as a deadbeat and irresponsible father to your daughter. You were not there to aid your daughter towards the right path and now you are too absent. I know it is difficult for you, but do you not have a part to play in how your daughter turned out? So lastly, the OP says, I don't have the courage to do so. To mend and repair is one thing, but to hear the painful details of what's happening is another.
mother. She had four years she could have told me about it or she at least could have known. I can't just get over it. Even my now wife says my daughter did a tremendous amount of disrespecting that she doesn't think that I can get over. So if you listen to both part one and two, now that you know everything there is to know, what would you have done in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why? When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.